Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Manscaped, our new major sponsors on the Rugby League Guru podcast, have just launched in Australia. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first to experience their life-changing products here in Australia. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GURU20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code GURU20. Send me a message on the Instagram page or hit the link in the podcast description. Let's get those Rubik's Cubes sorted, fellas. Let's kick off the podcast. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we've got part two of our interview with Michael Barney. If you didn't tune into part one last Monday, I advise you go back and have a listen. He's got an incredible story to tell, Michael. He essentially came from an island in the Torres Strait that, you know, is only home to under 300 people and then he made it all the way to first grade playing for Manly. And as we spoke about last week... Um, you know, if it wasn't for an unfortunate injury run, he probably wins a grand final in 2008. I mean, he gets injured during the year and they select David Williams to come in and, and replace him. And David Williams goes on an incredible run that, you know, he won a grand final. He played State of Origin. He played for his country. And that door only opened for him because Michael Barney was injured. So 2008, um, it was it was bittersweet for him. He loved seeing the boys achieve what they wanted to achieve, but it was hard for him sitting in the stands and then going out on the field after and celebrating with the boys, obviously. Now, where we left part one was essentially the grand final celebrations when Michael decided that he would cut his celebrations short and go and put his head down and his ass up and get ready for 2009. He was hungry. He was ready to go. We kick off this chat talking about his captain of that manly side, Matty Orford, and then we dive into 2009, which is a pretty wild season for him. He actually ends up having to leave uh, the Manly Seagulls and go to the North Queensland Cowboys halfway through the year. And to be honest with you, hearing the story of how he found out that he was leaving Manly, which was his home, you know, he'd come from the island, he'd come from Bundaberg, he knew no one when he arrived, and he'd, he'd really felt safe there eventually. 
and to have to leave in the circumstances that forced him out, it's really heartbreaking to hear a bloke like him talk about that. He arrives up to North Queensland and his first game he gets sin bin. It doesn't really start the way he wanted to. And he talks about the head noise that was just following him around at that point. There was a lot of questions in his mind over, you know, why did Des Hazel want to get rid of me? Was I not good enough to be there? He arrives in North Queensland. He gets sin bin in his first game. And it was just a lot of stuff going on in his head. And it's these sort of behind-the-scenes thoughts that you simply don't hear every week in the papers or you don't hear them in, in you know, post-game interviews. Really interesting to hear. Obviously, in North Queensland, he talks about some of the superstars he played with. Jonathan Thurston, obviously, Matty Bowen and Willie Tonga. Three, you know, champion blokes and champion players. And he goes really in-depth on those sort of guys. Then we get to the end of his career and... You know, it didn't it didn't end great for Michael, as a lot of careers don't, but you just don't hear about it. You know, he ended up coming down to Sydney. He got a chance to sign with the Canberra Raiders, so he went down there and did a preseason. And in his first few days, he ended up in a 100-metre sprint with uh, former Canberra Raiders and Gold Coast Titans front rower Shannon Boyd. You remember Shannon Boyd, you know, he's about 130, 135 kilo fella. Here's Michael Barney's played on the wing for the last few years, and I'll let Michael tell the story, but Shannon dusts him in a 100-metre run, and that was sort of a breaking point for him. He got sent back up to Sydney and was playing, you know, park footy up here, and then one day he was driving a training and he just said, no, nah, I've had enough. And it's a really, it's an amazing story to hear from Michael, you know, the moment he decided that football was done and he needed to move on. Very interesting stuff. Since retiring, he's been doing a lot of work around his culture and he is making, you know, just incredible moves um, outside of football. I love talking to Michael about his passion, which is his culture. It's fantastic. I know you'll enjoy this chat. As I said, if you haven't listened to part one, go back and have a listen to it. Cracking yarn with a great bloke. Let's kick it off. Before we jump into 2009, there's one guy I want to ask you about from that 2008 team, and he was just on another level that year. He won the Dallian medal, was sensational in the grand final. Matty Orford, tell me about him that season. They don't call him Ox for nothing. You know, he's, uh, you know, he might look small in stature, but he's strong at heart. He's um, very strong. You know, it, it, it kind of, uh, the results kind of didn't speak for you know, like kind of represented his character. And when I say results, I mean like making a national team or state team even and, and things like that. Because Matty Offord just had this uh, this ability to to just lead the way. He never said much, never, ever said much. He never raised his voice. Um, he was so uh, grounded, uh, very well spoken, softly spoken. Um, I, I, it's no surprise that he, he got um, Dalian uh, man of the match that game and oh, I think it was Ben Kite or something and he used to call me boss and I didn't know at the time like that's like saying mate or something yeah yeah so he used to call me boss and I was like hey why is he calling me boss <laughs> but <laughs> that was that was just his his aura you know he's like he never saw himself as the better player you know I guess that that saying was you're just as quick as the slowest player and that was Maddie. if you if you needed support or, or needed a little bit of boost within your game, he would come to you and, and, and approach it from a different perspective where you kind of don't feel threatened or, or intimidated by it. And that was him. Like, mate, I, I remember that same year, 2008. Um, I'm doing uh, kick, kick sessions and I'm a winger, but I'm just joining in for fun because that was Maddie. 
and I'm doing doing it in um, Ox and and um, Maddie Ballon and Maddie Johns. Ah, sorry, Andrew Johns. Like he's an, an immortal, right? Andrew Johns, training, um, playing, you know, practicing um, kick kicking with with the boys. And Maddie often goes, "Yeah, come on, come over, run. You can catch for us." And they're kicking, and I'm trying to catch the ball. Like he's a kid who grew up on the island watching these these players run around. Uh, especially Andrew Johns, and then now I'm like catching one of his kicks, which is pretty cool. Amazing, mate. Um, (laughs) Let's jump into 2009, and obviously it's a bit of a strange year for you. You start the year with Manly, and then halfway through you end up at North Queensland. How did that change come about? Oh, man. Look, uh, I started off, and then, you know, I thought, okay, I'm back. I'm back on the track here with with the same uh, attitude, Pardon me, same mentality as I was the previous year. Uh, I remember me and because um, Wolfman got injured in the World World Club Challenge, slotted in with with Tony Williams on the other wing, um, big T Rex. He was a monster, wasn't he? Yeah, mate, he was only growing too at the time, which was scary. <laughs> um, but halfway through the year, so before June 30, I think that's the deadline. I get a call from my manager. Actually, no, sorry. We read it in the papers. I was leaving. So there was going to be this transfer between me and um, Benny Farah from Cowboys. Mm. And um, so Chalk Watmail came up. And I, I was kind of, I really got to um, socialize with the boys. And I, I was, you know, I was hanging out with anyone, whether you were a first grader or a reserve grade player. I, I was just with anybody. Because living in the city and being in that environment was, was a wonderful experience for someone like me, you know? So I didn't waste any opportunities. So chocolate came in and he was, you know, kind of like running around frantically in the gym and going, Hey, anybody hear that? The bunny's going. And that's when we first discovered that I was um, leaving. So the word got to um, Desi, like the coaching stuff really quick. Obviously they knew about it. Um, and then I'm walking to, to like on, on our lunch break, I'm walking into the room where we have the ping pong tables and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm scratching my head, like what's going on? I haven't even heard from my manager. And as he just pulled me into the office, uh, he said, look, I, um, I didn't expect it to turn out this way. I didn't think that you would hear it this way. And I'm, you know, I apologize. That's my fault. Um, but, but, you know, Obviously, it is what it is. Business is business. Like we've, we're kind of in talks with, with North Queensland that they want you up there and we're going to bring Benny Farrah down to play in the centres. It just happened so quick in the space of two weeks. Um, I'm sitting at East Gardens, the food court, with my manager, um, Sammy Ayub, uh, talking to him and he's kind of giving me all the pros and cons about it. Um, you know, I, I always... I was always optimistic. I still am, you know, I always look at the brighter side of things, even when things don't turn out the way you, you wanted them to. And I said, well, you know what? On the bright side, I, can, I get to play with guys like Matty Bowen and Jonathan Thurston. You know, I might learn a thing or two. Most of the uh, Queensland players are predominantly from Broncos and Cowboys anyway. So you, you just don't know. I might go up there and, 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 and get a, you know, get a good run um, with club footy and then maybe get a look at into playing for the state, 
which was always my dream. I mean, Neil Henry was the assistant coach at the time, maybe, to Mel Meninga. Um, yeah, just decided that I'm going to give it a crack. Moved up there before June 30. And yeah, it was the, to be honest, was the toughest decision and the toughest uh, experience in terms of uh, not, not, not just footy, but just lifestyle. It was, it was a tough experience for me, the, the years I spent up in Townsville. Mate, I imagine, you know, just from my perspective, if you were going to leave Manly and you were going to go to any club, Broncos would have been number one. But I would have thought North Queensland, at least close to home, a little bit closer to family, would have been a reasonably good fit. That's what I thought, mm. you know. That's what I thought. Like, that, that was one of the main factors too. Well, that, okay, I'll go to Townsville. It's a lot closer to Cairns. My mum can't fly, so they have to drive from Cairns to wherever I am. So in Sydney, you can imagine three-day trip on the, in a car. And so if it's in Townsville, oh, man, it's good. She can fly to Cairns and it's a few four-hour drive to uh, Townsville. And that was the driving um, factor behind it. Um, but I guess it, it was hard because I, I had just met Corinda, uh, my wife now. And we kind of were just in this sort of little uh, relationship. We had this thing going on and then bang, I moved to Townsville and she stayed in Sydney, obviously, because of the kids. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, a, it was going to be a, a smooth transition going up there and then getting into the, the way they were, um, their, their, their lifestyle, their culture, uh, the club. Uh, in Cowboys, I had to get used to that and almost start again from scratch as I did when I went to to Manly. I can honestly say it was going to Manly. Um, I had, I was motivated, I was determined, I was committed because I had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Because I was, I was just a, a a young kid, you know, looking for that experience, wanting to immerse myself into that. But then going to Townsville, it was a lot different the attitude was, was a lot different. I was kind of like, you know, I had that in the back of my mind as to like, oh, what, Desi didn't like me? Or wasn't I a good player? Is that why they let me go? Was I, was I a terrible player? So yeah, I kind of lost all faith and belief in myself when I moved to Townsville, and that didn't help me with my time there. Well, I could be wrong, but I believe your first game, you um, it doesn't start like you, you guys get a win, but I, I think you got Sinbin in your first game, didn't you? It was against the Roosters. I remember that so vividly. Um, I think I uh, held, what's his name? Uh, Sam Parrott. Is it Sam Parrott? Sammy Parrott, yeah. Parrott, yeah. He came in for a try. I ball and all tackle. And then I, I just laid on him and didn't hear the ref tell me to get off. And then I, I was still there. And then finally the ref just, yeah, blew the whistle, said, see you, mate, turn in the bin. And I was like, what? I was I. I think it was the Roosters or the Sharks, maybe. But, yeah, I, I did get set off my first game for 10 minutes in the bin. But we did get the win. Mate, I imagine that 10 minutes sitting in the, in the change rooms after moving to North Queensland, you were already having some doubts about yourself. There must have been some serious head noise in that 10-minute period. There were. Um, mate, I, I, I was thinking to myself, far out, how can it get any worse? Like, I'm just a winger. <laughs> Leave me <laughs> Oh, like, wingers don't do tackles. So if I'm going to do one tackle, at least reward me eh, for doing goal and all tackle and saving a try. 
So yeah, getting that 10 in the bin and then um, it was kind of, because I, I didn't know the boys, you know, I didn't know them quite well. Like obviously, obviously I knew, knew of Manny Bowen and we kind of already knew each other through, um, through, through, through family connections. All right. Um, but I didn't know anyone. So to get 10 in the bin and then I wasn't sure how the boys would like um, accept that or if they'd be, you know, filthy about it or we got the win. So they'd be like, you're right, move on. But yeah, it was, it was kind of, there was no indication of, of where I, my place was, so to speak. You mentioned before when you're at Manly, you were doing that kicking training with Matt Orford and Andrew Johns was there, you know, a current immortal. You moved Mm. to North Queensland and, you know, your halfback there, in my opinion, is an almost certainty to be a future immortal, Jonathan Thurston. Tell me about your first memory of JT when you arrived up there. Oh, I think when I arrived there, he was on, he was either in camp, maybe with, with, with Queensland. Um, or they were just recovering, him and Willie, maybe Willie Tonga as well. Um, they were just recovering from playing Origin. I, I didn't really get to meet him until a few days after I, I got there. Um, but he came in and, you know, we shook hands. Um, the, the first training session with him, you know, that's, that's when you kind of go far out. This guy's just on another, another playing field. You know, he's he just competitive. Uh, he puts in 110% to what any little thing he does. Very, um, make sure everything's right. So I guess you could say OCD, you know, like you have to really methodically, like the ball has to land in a certain spot. I uh, got to kick it the right way and that sort of attitude, which which is why he's one of the greatest, not, not one of the, I think, in my opinion as well, the greatest footballer I've ever had the opportunity to, to play alongside. Um, but that was, um, everyone keeps asking me that, what was it like to play with Thurston? And that? and I, I can't really speak much because Thurston and I, um, you know, we at the time we were uh, playing like footy teammates, but off the field where there's, you know, my friendship was more established with, uh, with guys like Matty Bowen and um, Ray Thompson me about Matty Bowen, mate. Obviously, one of the most unique talents we've ever seen. Um, you know, yeah. it, it breaks my heart that he wasn't there for when they won that premiership because I don't think there's a more deserving bloke to ever win a premiership that didn't than Matty mm. Bowen. Tell me about him. Yeah, I agree. You know, I wish um, wish I saw him running the number one in 2015. Uh, it would have made, made me the happiest man to see um, Cowboys win against Broncos if Matty had played. Because um, I'm a Broncos fan at heart, and to see Broncos go down like that was heartbreaking. Um, but Matty Bowen, wow, what can I say about him? Uh, he's very, um, man, he's the biggest prankster. If I can say anything, he, he just there's not a moment that goes by where where we're not laughing. We're always laughing. Like that's the type of bloke he is. Like people look at him and think, oh yeah, he's, he's shy and he's quiet. When you meet him at first, you know, you, you think that as well. You'd be like, oh, yeah, he's a quiet person. A bit the same like me. And I guess that's why we, we both get along so well. But he's, mate, once you get to know the real Matty Bowen, he, he just makes your day all the time. And he still does, you know, with, with um, 
with all his stuff on on his social media, like the pranks that he, he plays with his with his wife and children. Um, when I'm putting stuff up, he's always commenting these these funny, uh, making these funny remarks about stuff. And yeah, I, I get all spiritual, you know. And then I'm, I'm posting stuff on my Instagram um, page and some spiritual stuff, and he will just comment like, you know, just take the mickey out of you. And that, that's what, that's what he's like. He's always, he's always see, he always see the, the fun side of things. Mate, I think the most impressive thing about Matty Bowen was that like, as brilliant as he was, I always thought he played his best footy when JT wasn't there. When he was in charge of that team, he just went to another level, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, we, we played Roosters one year, uh, one time in 2000 and, uh, I think it was nine, 2009, maybe 10. But JT didn't play. He was injured. And Matty just absolutely blitzed, blitzed the game. Like, he killed it. Uh, scored two tries, set up a few, uh, got man of the match. Um, yeah, we absolutely annihilated the Roosters. But, yeah, we, without, without JT, I, I think he sort of had to put on that leadership role, not just from the back, like playing fullback, but also, you know, leading his, his front men, like his, his big boppers. Um, but then JT comes in, kind of uh, takes that load off him. And then when he, when, he, when he doesn't have that responsibility, then he's kind of, he's only got one role to play, if that makes sense. When JT wasn't there, he was just a, a different player. Michael, I could be wrong, but was the centre normally inside you? Was that Willie Tonga? Yes. Um, Talk to Willie T and he will say to you that Mick Barney is the best roomie ever. <laughs> and, you know, if I... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I, if I can't speak, like, you know, if the results on the field don't really, if it goes against me, um, you know, I, I was dubbed one of the West Wingers to play NRL. Someone at Cowboys even said, oh, you're West Winger since Shannon Egerty. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm going to take something out of playing at Cowboys, it would be that, the best room you ever. Um, Willie T and I, um, yeah, we really formed a, a good relationship as well. Um, you know, on and off the field, most, most, most off the field. He was... Uh, I think if, if not for guys like him, uh, Matty and Ray, Ray Thompson and some of the other boys, the, the, you know, I probably would have, wouldn't have seen my career through or my contract through by playing it in Townsville. Michael, you mentioned there that you know during your career you did cop some negative press and some people came after you. How did you deal with that sort of um, those negative attacks on your gameplay? I'm a very sensitive person, very sensitive. And um, at the time, I, I didn't know how to uh, control, uh, especially the, the the criticism. Someone says say something about me, like I, I take it to the heart. Um, 
you know, not anymore, like obviously, but back then when I was playing, um, you know, reading all this stuff in the papers and then, uh, you know, just, and then just with your game, you kind of knew that you weren't really performing well uh, with your stats and um, seeing all of that type of stuff. And then the numbers were telling you that you weren't really a good player. Um, it, it was really, uh, was really disheartening for me. It was really like, you know, I was always down um, and trying to pick myself up. And then the, the only, the only, uh, uh, solace is that the word where the only solace that I found whilst in Townsville was actually going up to Northern Pride, uh, playing Queensland Cup for Northern Pride. And I guess I was going back to Cairns, um, that's where I knew all my families and friends were. Um, and just hanging out with the boys at the Pride. Um, Chris Shepherd was um, club captain at the time and kind of always making it a, a a fun environment for the boys to be around. It was pretty hard, pretty hard. And especially for someone like me who hasn't had any uh, previous training on, on how to handle that sort of pressure off the field. So I had to really just, um, just yeah, wing it. Mate, I think you wind up your time with the Cowboys around the 2010 mark. Where do you go to from there? 2011, round two against Knights, Newcastle Knights. Um I'm running, I get a pass, a cutout ball from JT. Um, again, you always remember the things that didn't happen, uh, go according to plan. Um, and I'm running into the corner, I'm diving for the try line. Wes Naguama come, comes across and, and hits me. Like I hit my foot, hits the sideline. It's a no try. Um, and then I get dropped for that game because not not well maybe because of that game because we lost that game I get dropped in training session I'm still recovering from the weekend partying too hard uh, running around and uh, I'm getting s- smashed in like sprints with, by forwards uh, Scott Bolton's running past me and I'm just dawdling along Neil Henry comes up to me and blows up and then I retaliate picked the wrong time to talk back did I and so I retaliate then he goes mate I'm going to drop you this weekend you're going to go up play in Cairns I'm going to bring in uh, Khalifa Fifi Law so Khalifa comes in and yeah I've never seen or played NRL since uh, played for Northern Pride um, smashed my ankle again another one this time against uh, East Tigers and then I'm out for a while, come back, play a few games for Pride. We make it through to the prelim semifinals. We lose that to uh, one of the teams in Gold Coast. And then that was it. I'm back to Sydney. Um, Corinda, my fiance, um, was at the time, uh, uh, we were expecting our, our first child, uh, which is junior now. And yeah, so I went back, kind of didn't have any club to go to. I let myself go. So I blew out to about 126 kilos. Um, and then I get a call from Sammy Ayub saying, are you still running around? Do you still want to play? Kind of just went off the grid. And then Junior was born and I was just kind of, you know, wanting to concentrate on being a father. And then I get a call from uh, Sammy to say that um, uh, Ferno down in Canberra is interested. Like, do you want to go down there? I signed a one-year contract with Raiders 
I went down, my first training session, mate, <laughs> I was like, it's a big fella that just had to retire recently from Gold Coast, Shannon Boyd. Shannon Boyd, yeah. Yeah, yeah did he retire? Yeah, he just retired last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I just read that somewhere. Um, but big Shannon Boyd smashing me in the 100 metres. <laughs> oh, that's, how, that's how unfit I was. And, and mate, I was like getting... Mate, I think uh, I'd back myself in against Shannon Boyd just oh, mate, quietly. Mate, anyone, anyone could have won it, eh? I tell you, I won the 100. Um, and and uh, oh, what was Ferner's, what was Ferner's name? Um, Dave Ferner or? Dave, I keep mistaking him for Don. That's his brother. Don, mate. yeah. Um, so Dave goes, ah, oh, mate, um, we're going to send you back to Sydney. We're going to play up there for Mounties. Because um, I was just in no physical, mental shape to to play NRL or to train full time with with the team, I went back to Mounties, and I was commuting out west from the eastern suburbs, um, playing playing with Mounties. That that really that was fun that year, you know, 2012, and then 2013, right halfway through the season, I'm driving out to Mounties, and at that time, I had played few games for Sydney Shield. I dropped from the New South Wales Cup side down to the Ron Massey. And because of my NRL, um, the NRL games under my belt, it was all due to point system. Um, so I couldn't play Ron Massey. So I got dropped down to Sydney Shield. Wow. Yeah, right. And Shield, Shield is like for you know, the, the young players who are just trying to make it somewhere. And here I was through all the experiences I've had playing at Manly and Cowboys in the, with the likes of, uh, you know, the greats. And then I'm playing Sydney Shield in 2013. So that, that was like the moment when I went, I think this is it. This is, this is you know, rock bottom in terms of footy. Um, so there's no need for me to play anymore. I might as well just go and sign with Lapa Panthers so I can be close to my, um, to my family. And I'm driving to training one time out to Mounties, stuck in the traffic on the M5, and I just did a U-E. Did a U-turn, drove back, turned up the front door. Corinda's like, what are you doing? And that was it. I just said, I, I quit. I give up. I didn't speak to anyone. I, I literally just walked out from rugby league, not just from Mounties, the club, um, you know, the way I did it, I, I understand that it was, uh, looking back now, I, I really, um, really did it. I did it in, in the worst possible manner. Um, I guess you could say it was like when Jamie Lyon walked out of mm. Parramatta. Um, but, mate, you can't explain it. You can't, you can't, when you go through that mental, um, when you're in that mental state, you can't really explain it to anyone. No one can understand you. And yeah, that's what, that's what happened. And I, we had Addie then at the time. She was born in 2014. Oh, sorry, no, she was born in 2014. This was 2013. Just turned up, got home and said to, to, my, um, to my wife, I'm done. Um, I'm sitting at Qantas now. So I, I had to then find a job. I was working for Qantas. Because when I was with Mounties, they had given me a job working for Telstra because one of the, the bosses of Telstra was our, in our training staff. And so when I left Mounties, I lost the job as well. Sitting, in, sitting there um, in Sydney thinking, man, 
weeks is all happening again. Um, no different to what I was when I left school. No job, nothing. Um, I'm sitting at Qantas. I got a job there, sitting at Qantas, and I get a call from Mickey Picker. I don't know if you remember the Picker brothers, um, mm. Joey. Yeah, Joey, Joey Picker. Picker and- Raiders and Souths. He and I met at Mounties because um, Mickey and the boys were down in Canberra when I, when I went down. Rang me and said, look, uh, I understand that you're not playing. Um, uh, did you want to come have a run for um, captain coaching a side down at Goulburn? I thought, okay, why not? Um, so, yeah, I played uh, two years down at Goulburn, which were actually like were absolutely the best time of my life, not just playing footy, building building my uh my, my my strength and my character and my belief and everything as such like the Goldman family especially the picker family they they really uh they re- really took me and my family in and i guess they showed me the country love so to speak and said look you're, you're so far from home we don't have to feel like this we, we're families yeah speaking about family and you've mentioned her a few times and i'm lucky enough to have got to know her over the last few years Corinda is one of the most amazing women I think I've ever met. Just a fantastic parent. God, you, you've landed on your feet with her, haven't you? Oh, look, um, we, 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 every day for us is a constant growth. Um, cause you know, I'm, I'm from the indigenous, uh, perspective. She's from the, the European perspective. So you can imagine, you know, the relationship, uh, not just as as people, but just as husband and wife, as parents, um, we every day we 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 make it work. And I think for someone like her to to be able to to persist and to commit to this relationship says a lot about her character. Because a lot of a lot of men and women in, in our situation would would probably go, you know what, this is not for us. Let's just go our separate ways. Um, but for her to stick with me and also for me to stick with her, you know, speaks volumes. And man, I don't think I could have, uh, especially those, those back, like those years I mentioned before, um, 20, 2011, 12, 13, 14, I have not been there. I, I think I may have, um, if I didn't go back home, I, I would have been in a much uh, worse place than what I am. Or what I was at the time, yeah. Mate, she's a one in a million woman. I know that for sure. You're very lucky. Mate, tell me, since retiring from footy, what have you been doing? Um, like I, I mentioned earlier that we had to create a space for our children to to um, get the opportunity to connect to their culture, uh, to learn more about it. Um, that's why Junior's, you know, very um, deep into that, that sort of thing now. He's only eight, so... Um, so we created a, a, a social enterprise where it, it's, you know, put, to put it in a nutshell, um, it's, uh, it's our relationship. How I don't like to use these terms, but just to make it clear, it's, it's bringing the black community and the white community together and making it work. You know, we're never going to be the same, but there are things we can do that, that uh, brings... Um, cohesiveness and um and that sort of thing into it and so we created a company based on that and more so for our children the five of them because my two stepchildren 
their background is also uh, Maori and Samoan. So they too have the cultural element into their, their lives. And we thought, you know what, there are so many families out there that are like us. So many families who, who need this space, who need this kind of uh, awareness and, and knowledge. So let's share it with them. And that's, that's what we're doing now. That's what, that's what we've done ever since I finished uh, playing at Goulburn. Um, it's, it's, I've been on a different journey. And that journey has been about um, connectedness. Um, it's been about uh, self-identity. Um, it's, it's been about um, uh, spiritual and cultural, um, bringing those practices back and then applying that with, with young men and women so that they can develop mental and physical strength. You know what I mean? Um, and, and one of the things that I, I would really love to see me doing is, is mentoring these young, these young men that, well, that are like me, young footy players who wants to leave either the islands or, or their, their country town and to go to the city. And, you know, I, I'd like to be that light or that, that beacon to come in and go, well, this is what happens. This is the difference between the two worlds. You can make it work. And I guess that's me and Corinda. Mate, if people are looking to find your company on, on social media and stuff, where can they find you? Look, our company's names are Kain Revolution. So Kain, K-A-Y-I-N. Um, we have it on Facebook and Instagram and, and um, just kainrevolution.com, um, the website. Uh, but look, it's the best way as always is to just uh, reach out um, through social media and um, I'd like, I, 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 I'm a face-to-face person. Um, this, this whole COVID thing kind of, uh, it didn't disrupt our, 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 our business. It, it just kind of pushed us into the corner to, to focus on the other thing. But if not for this COVID thing, like I, I, I like to get out there and be more hands-on with young men and young women um, and help them that way. So, you know, if anybody's uh, looking for anything and, um, you know where to find us. Mate, obviously your career, uh, you know, to, to come from where you came from, just an unbelievable story. You know, I've said it a few times to come from an island of 300 people, to go to Bundaberg, to go to Manly, to head up to North Queensland, to play 40 or 50 odd first grade games, to play with some of the greats you've mentioned. Just a fantastic story. And I guess more on a personal level, I mean, I've seen you from a distance as a father, but I've also seen you as a stepfather and the relationship you have with your stepdaughter, Astrid, you know, the, the, the respect and the love she has for you just says absolute millions about you in, in my opinion. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Look, um, the, the, the journey you've just described, I would say that's just the physical element of it. That's, that's you know, that's like the, the, the fun stuff that we all like to do. Um, that I loved doing, going from an island to the city, playing NRL and doing life after. But there's more to it than that. And that these, these, the, what you've just described is just a little snippet of, of my journey. You know, there's still the spiritual, cultural element that comes into play and the mental aspect of it as well. Um, so, you know, one day I might get to share it. You know, if maybe if you give me another couple of hours on your podcast, I'll... Uh, <laughs> I'll share the whole story with you. Always um, welcome, mate. Always. Um, but yeah, it's uh, look with with my stepchildren. Um, I think it's a it's a matter of um, a, a mutual respect. 
You know, my, my stepson, Jermaine, he, uh, he loves to, or he wants to pursue that relationship with him and his, his biological father. And a lot of people would disagree with that. But as for me, that's my respect towards that, that relationship that I, I encourage him every day to do that. And also with Astrid as well. And what I do then is I just hold space. I go, okay, look, this is who I am. This is the type of person I am. I understand I will never be your father, but I, this is who I am. It is up to you then to choose that, whether you want to pursue that relationship with me or not. And if they do or they do not, it does not matter. What matters, what matters is love, um, affection and everything and all that is, is there. You know? and, and that goes for my children as well, the three of them. And I think that builds a lot of uh, trust and, and um, respect between me and uh, my wife, their mum. Mate, I thank you so much for giving up your time. It's been an hour or so here, and I, I really appreciate it. It's been a fantastic chat. And as I said, more than welcome to come on whenever you've got some time. I'd love to hear some more in the future. Yeah, look, I um, not say thank you enough, other, but to say, you know, um, thank you for this opportunity. I'm truly grateful for you know, you creating this space for, for men such as myself to come on here and share our journey, share our story, you know, hope that someone out there might be listening to it and might inspire them to do the same thing. Thank you, mate. Oh, mate, your journey is so relatable to so many people out there. I'm, I'm sure you're going to make a huge difference. I've already seen your, you know, cultural performances within schools and I, you know, I can already see the difference <laughs> it's making and, I'm not sure if people caught on before, but when I saw you doing one of your performances, you called me up to stay up onto the stage to do a uh, cultural dance. And yeah. I'm going to get you back one day. I promise you, I will get you back. Yep. That's okay, mate. That's all right. I'm waiting. <laughs> uh, mate, that was, uh, look, that was one of the best uh, moments, my highlights of the year last year um, was to get you in. Uh, um, I forgot the lovely lady's name, but Mr. McDiamond as well was one yeah, of them. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, you know the kids. The kids really loved it. Um, oh, by the way, Astrid, I dropped her off at the bus stop this morning, and she said to say hello. Yeah, um, beautiful. You have your, to. Your, your name's been plastered along the walls here for the last week or so, um, and I made sure that everyone had to clear the house at eight thirty this morning because I was having a, I was um, having an interview with Mr. Durkin. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Uh-huh. Mate, I'll let you go. I've taken up enough of your time. Really appreciate your time and have a good day, yeah? Thanks for that, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.